Hey guys, it's your host Addie. Welcome back to the safe space. Today is a beautiful rainy day where I live. It's always nice to sit by the window when it's raining and just listen to the pitter patter against the pane. It is so rhythmic and soothing that I fell asleep to it once or twice. We've got a good show set up for you today, even if you aren't one for rain. We'll be hearing a wholesome little story about how a postman came to start feeding local squirrels, then go to a thrilling narrative written by yours truly. Hope you enjoy it. Now let's meet up with Postmaster Brian Foster and hear about how he came to feed the squirrels on Sterling College campus. How did you meet the squirrel? Well, it goes back nearly three years. <clears throat> Pardon me, I would come out of the student union and, and see the squirrels, and they were kind of used to people being around, but then one day, the squirrel hopped up out of the trash can <laughs> with an apple core in its mouth, and I said, this is terrible. You don't have to eat garbage. <clears throat> so I went back in the office where I had some uh, granola bars, and I came outside, and it was, you know, rightfully suspicious of me. They are a prey species after all, but but it, it hopped down and went a few feet away and it saw me put a granola bar chunk on the edge of the trash can and hopped back up and said, well, okay. <laughs> uh, and, and that started a friendship. And it, it, it got to where uh, I could break off chunks of granola bar and, and, and kneel down and just hold it out. And the little guy would, would creep up really carefully and then would just so gingerly and, and cautiously take the granola bar from between my thumb and forefinger, being very careful not to bite me or anything. And I was like, this is really fun. I really, really and enjoy its company. And, you know, so I learned some things about squirrels. So when I kneel down and give it to them, it gets spooked if I stare at it. And if I stand up while staring, it'll run away because it thinks I'm getting ready to pounce, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I learned, I, I, I would tell her, I believe it was, it was a female, I, I would say, okay, don't freak out, I'm going to get up now. And then I would avert, <laughs> avert my eyes and stand up and she would just say, well, that's, that's okay. He's not staring at me, he's not a predator, he's not getting ready to pounce. So anyway, that's been a bit a lot of fun and I, and I fed this one that I called Little Guy, or LG for short. Other students have given, given it other names, which is, which is fine, because it doesn't know we're, we're necessarily <laughs> talking to it. Um, but I, I, I fed LG for a couple of years, and, and she's, I have not seen her for a month now. Oh. Squirrels, depending on their source of food and the harshness of winter and predators, they might not even live more than 11 or 12 months. So uh, anyway, I've had at least a two-year friendship with this this particular squirrel. It's, it's another one fun aspect that I appreciate is all squirrels look alike to us. You know, I came to recognize that this thing had been through a few scrapes. It had some fur that was a little raggedy, and yeah. and uh, but then the other thing I realized was sometimes well, the squirrel would come and greet me, and would come up and would put its paws on my front feet. And, 
especially after I started feeling it, feeding it walnuts. I really like walnuts a lot. But then it started doing it to other people. And I realized, well, they look the same to, to us, and apparently we all look the same to the squirrels. Aww. So, <laughs> so that's, the, that's the brief history of, of me and my little furry friend. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that so much. What a great story. Isn't it amazing what a little kindness can do? Before we go, here's a thrilling narrative called The Dream. The day was green outside of Dr. Brian's office. Sun shone in through the window. Donna sat on the couch across from her therapist, pulling at the sleeves of her blue sweater. Steam rose from the teapot, sitting on the coffee table between the two of them. After scribbling a note in his book, Dr. Brian breaks his silence. So, Donna, how have you been feeling? I don't know. Fine, I guess. You guess? Yeah, I mean, I can't really complain. Nothing has been really too bad. Just kind of meh, you know? Okay. So the last time you were here, you said that you were having trouble sleeping. How's that been? Still having those vivid dreams? No, not really. Wait, I didn't mention my vivid dreams yet, did I? You mentioned them in passing, but let's just come back to those. Um, so how have you been doing since the last time we visited? Oh, well, I tried working out, you know, get my endorphins up and all that. Okay, ladies, just 20 more reps and we'll move on. Isn't this so much fun? <laughs> did not go well. But you're still trying. That's all that matters. What else? Um, let's see. Well, I got a dog. He's a good girl. Go get, go get it. The rescue said she was a beagle mix or something. I named her Hannah. She's a great dog. It's just... I don't know. I'm not sad. Actually, I kind of wish I was sad. It's like I almost start to feel something and then just, it just disappears. Anyway, <laughs> the only thing that kind of made me feel anything anymore is reading my Bible. I'm sorry, what? I know, <laughs> I, I hadn't, sounds kind of weird, but it, it's kind of comforting. Same with friends. Yes, well, here, have some tea. Dr. Brian hands her a small teacup he's filled for her. Strange. She didn't remember seeing the cup before. She must have missed it. Ah, uh, thanks. 
Anyway, I started reading the Bible again. How about we move on to something else, hmm? Drink your tea before it gets cold. Okay. The doctor looks back down at his notes as Donna goes to take a sip. She stops short. Inside the cup, there's a small pill, barely visible and almost glowing a soft yellow. She would have swallowed it if she'd taken so much as a sip. Donna tried to contain her shock as Dr. Brian scribbled down something on his notepad. So let's talk about those dreams, shall we? Can you remember anything from them? Any characters or events? People or places? Dr. Brian, what's your daughter's name? I'm sorry? Your daughter. What's her name? Dr. Brian stares at Donna, perplexed at such a question. Then Donna begins to think. Cindy, say Cindy. Cindy, now let's- That's funny, because your daughter's name is Violet. The doctor's face flashed a fearful expression for just a moment before a condescending smile worked its way across. Donna, it's natural to be confused in your state. Why don't you just drink some of your tea? It'll make you feel better. You mean the pill inside of this will paralyze me like, like last time. This isn't real, is it? This is a dream. Silence pierced the room. Dr. Brian's face changed. It morphed into something horrendous, something angry. Suddenly, Dr. Brian lunged across the table to grab Donna, just barely missing her as she made a break for the door. No! Donna sat up in her bed, wondering why she had these dreams. Someone she knew, always trying to hurt her. This was the 16th dream she had in which someone had tried to kill her. Without anything else to do, Donna sighed, laid back down, and tried to go back to sleep. Thanks guys for listening to this narrative bit. I really love writing this kind of stuff and I hope you like listening to it. Thank you so much to Dylan Worth for playing the part of Dr. Brian. He did amazing. And thank you guys so much for listening. That about wraps up our time together. See you next time and stay safe out there.